Good morning. What a beautiful way to start this worship service and to be reminded that this is a place where we get to come and be encountered with God. And we are so grateful to see you all, all of you who are joining us online. We are so glad that we get to be in worship together, that we get to worship the God we love as a church. My name is Taylor Pride Barefoot. I'm one of the pastors here. As always, we want you to let us know that you're here. You have the hospitality pads, or if you're online, there's an opportunity for you to let us know that you're worshiping with us and how we can be in prayer and service with you as we continue to be a church together. I'm up here with my colleague and friend, Pastor Nathan Arledge. It is a good and joyful thing to be invited into this space together to share in the spirit, to share in what God is calling us to do as a church. You'll see a lot of those in your bulletin. You can take a glance and to see, hey, this is where I get to be invited into service, invited into growth, invited into going into this world. A couple of those places happens next Sunday in room 108. If you've ever been curious about, hey, what is Myers Park all about and who are we as a church? Um, there's a class called Discovery My Discover Myers Park, um, and that is led by Reverend Jessica Dason. Um, and also, if you're inquiring or know anybody that's inquiring about baptism and what that's all about, there's that class as well. Um, many other opportunities for you to engage, but now let us engage our hearts fully to worship.
continue to praise God by affirming our faith with the Apostles' Creed found on 881 of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us unite our hearts together as we offer up our prayer of confession. Holy God, breathe new life into us where there is idleness, inspire growth. Where there is distraction, guide us toward you. Where there is bitterness, shower us with grace. May your love transform us, O Lord. Hear the good news that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Old Testament reading is Genesis chapter 28, beginning with the 10th verse. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed there was a ladder set upon the earth, the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. And your descendants shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And by you and your descendants shall all the families of the earth bless themselves. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done that of which I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from this place, from his sleep, and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone which he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So in today's story, uh, our main character, Jacob, is on the run. He, I'll give you a little backstory. He has betrayed his brother. He is uncertain of his future, and he doesn't really know where home is. 
Unsure of, unsure of where he stands with God and his family, Jacob is carrying a tremendous amount of grief, anxiety, and uncertainty and fear as he flees. Jacob had just lied to his dying father. He's now estranged from his brother and is probably wondering if God is disappointed in him too. Jacob cannot continue on his journey any longer and decides that he needs to lay down to sleep. Jacob is in a foreign place. There's no bed and breakfast. There's not even a town that he can stop in to sleep. Instead, he literally stops and finds a rock to fall asleep on the ground. And in this slumber, he has a dream. He has a dream so vivid, it changes his life. Jacob doesn't chalk up this dream to having chocolate milk before bed, but realizes that this dream, this dream was so vivid that it could only be from God. Jacob dreams that heaven has broken open and a ladder has descended from the heavens to the earth and that God is meeting Jacob. God is speaking directly to Jacob and reminds him of his family, that he is the son of Isaac who is the son of Abraham. This is when Jacob is feeling separated from his family the most. God reminds him who he is and who he belongs to. He reminds him of his people and of the land that, he, that will be Jacob's. God promises Jacob that God will go wherever Jacob goes and that Jacob will never be alone. In Jacob's isolation, fear, and uncertainty and grief, God meets him and assures him that he will never be alone. And Jacob's faith shifts, and he says, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And Jacob isn't even a sympathetic case. He's betrayed his family. He's lied to his dad. Yet God, God's love meets Jacob in this profound way in his dream. And this encounter with God changes Jacob. Those of you who have had encounters with God like this, you may have not had a vision, but maybe you've had an experience where you felt in such a powerful way that God is real and that God is with you. And when we have these kind of moments, we know how much they can change us and our faith. My Jacob's Ladder moment happened in the fall of 2015. I was studying abroad in Rome, Italy. I was with new classmates that I was very different from. My classmates were mostly devout Catholics who I differed with theologically in ways that were making this a season of isolation and loneliness. During my study abroad, I received the dreaded text from my parents that they needed to call me and they had something to tell me. On the other side of the world, I found out that my grandmother had died. And there wasn't a realistic way for me to get back to Canada for the funeral. I struggled being alone. I was with practically strangers as I navigated the grief of losing my beloved grandmother. And I remember the day of her funeral. I woke up in my Italian apartment and like every morning, we opened the windows that overlooked the piazza, the common space between all the apartments in the complex. And I remember that I heard a noise that I had never heard come from my neighbor's apartments. Someone had started to play the violin. And I thought, oh, maybe they're just playing for 20 minutes, 10 minutes. They did not stop playing the violin. They played the violin all day. And I had never heard someone play the violin from that apartment before. I had plans of going out into the city that day, exploring, but I stayed. I stayed and I listened to the violin. You see, I had been playing the violin since I was five years old, and like many kids, around middle school I had stopped taking lessons, but I had not stopped playing because I always kept playing for my grandma. Every time I visited her, she asked me to play the violin. The only time I would practice was when I was going to see her. 
And even in her late stages of dementia, she would forget my name or what grade I was in, but she always asked me to play the violin. The violin was always ours. I could have decided that this was just a coincidence, and maybe it was, but what if it was God meeting me in my grief, using an Italian stranger who I didn't even share a language with to give me a gift of peace and presence when God was feeling really far away and I was feeling alone. Surely the presence of the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. God meets us in our lives. God takes really ordinary people and ordinary things and makes them extraordinary. Jacob is so overcome by his encounter with God that he wants to remember the place for what it was to him. So he takes the rock that he had slept on, he turns it into a pillar and pours oil on it so that he can, be re so he can remember this place as the place in which he encountered God. The irony of this moment is that God had just promised Jacob that he will go with him everywhere, that Jacob will never be alone, that no matter where Jacob is, God is with him too. Yet Jacob has this impulse to memorialize this encounter so that it can be remembered, set apart, and revisited. There's, so, there's something so relatable about this impulse from Jacob. How often have we walked past a bench with someone's name on it because something in that park or that overlook meant something to someone and the people who loved them wanted to memorialize that moment. Or maybe you've seen plaques on doors or pews or stained glass windows in churches as a way to remember the church members that have worshiped there and their love of that church. Or maybe you've tried to capture that perfect sunset or take a video of that concert that felt so magical. We have this yearning to try to capture the magic of a, an experience or a place, but the reality is, is the sunset is never as beautiful in the picture. You really can't capture a concert in a video, and the pew is just a pew outside of worship. Even the church building we find ourselves in today is a memorial of the religious experiences of those who have come before us. The faithful members of the church of the 1920s built our church as a touchstone to remember that God shows up here and we are not alone. That group of people back in the 1920s had the hope that this place would continue to be a place where people encounter God. And friends, you may be here today because this is a place where you have experienced God. Or maybe, like Jacob, you are here because you're waiting to experience God. No matter who you are, you are someone seeking hope. And you are surrounded by people who are clinging on to that hope with you. Many of you have been a part of our Hope is Here campaign tied to our new building. This act of faith is because we know that this will continue to be a place where God will be encountered. The new building will be a place where lives are transformed and that God will meet people that we have never met. Your experience of God's goodness in this place has inspired you to lay your own stone, to pour oil, to let others know that we have a God who is with us, a God who brings hope to a broken world. You are not only showing the world that you believe in a God who is with us, but you are also bringing hope into our own ordinary lives through this act of faith. Part of this act of building this pillar for Jacob is also an act of remembering for Jacob himself. His future is still uncertain, but one thing he wants to remember is that God is with him, and God will continue to be with him. 
I was really inspired uh, probably about a year ago when I found out that one of our young adults, David Cruz, has an entire wall in his apartment of snippets and reminders of his spirituality. This wall is filled with prayers cut out of our bulletins, lyrics to the anthems, the liturgies we speak each week, palm fronds from the various Palm Sundays he's worshiped with us, all of the reminders that God has been encountered in this space in his faith. David has experienced God in powerful ways Sunday by Sunday at our church and brings home our bulletin as a way to remember so that even a Tuesday evening can be as holy as an encounter with God as Sunday morning was to him. I'm inspired by David's choice to remember God's presence throughout his week. Stories like Jacob's Ladder can sometimes make me think that these God encounters are these huge, almost cinematic events that change our lives. But the reality is, which God reminds us in this story, is that God is always with us. God is already here on Sunday morning. We sang it when we started. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. But God was also with you on Wednesday and Friday and every day in between. When we spend so much time looking for our lives to be dramatically altered, we sometimes forget that God is in the little things. The prayer of confession, the call to worship, the sunrise earlier this week, the frogs singing at night, a text from a friend, the smell of dinner, the tears of our grief, the summer breeze. God is always here. Many of you have been following the various trips throughout the summer, and one of our trips, our senior class of high schoolers went to Israel earlier this year. Uh, they went with Dr. Howell and our youth staff, and I mistakenly assumed that this would be a life-changing experience for these seniors, that they would encounter God in way new ways that would change their faith forever. When they came back, I excitedly checked in on them to see how life-changing it had been. And I was met with the response that was wisely shared by one of their seniors, Dean Lowry. He had said to his peers, you know, it's not that the trip was faith-changing, it was really just faith-affirming. The trip affirmed the faith I already had. Seeing where Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount affirmed the faith they already had. Touching the sight of Jesus' birth and death affirmed the faith they already had. They had experienced the miracle of baptism here on Sunday mornings throughout their entire lives, and being at the Jordan River affirmed the faith they already had. They had experienced the power of resurrection as they mourned the loss of their classmates, so the sight of the cross simply affirmed the faith they already had. Charlotte, their high schools, their youth group, their mission trips had already been holy sites of encounters of God, and being in the Holy Land simply added to their faith rather than change it altogether. The story of Jacob's Ladder is a reminder that God has already been with us. This church, when we worship, all of the times we experience God are affirmations of the truth that we already know, that we have a God who is always with us and never leaves us. The vision of the latter leaves Jacob and disappears when he wakes up, but this rock pillar remains and is permanent and tangible. It is hard to bottle up a spiritual encounter or a means of grace. It is hard to hold on to, and it can be hard to remember. But I think God knows this and helps us to remember God's promise. And today, God helps us through the communion table. God pursues us with this reminder that every time we gather around bread and wine, that Jesus would be with us. And all it takes is bread and Welch's grape juice, 
Anytime we share a meal together, we know and we believe and we experience that the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. We have a God who loves us, who pursues us when we feel alone, and who has invited us to this holy place to remember that we are here together with our God. Thanks be to God. Friends, would you join me in a time of prayer? Oh, gracious and merciful Father, we rejoice this morning to come into your presence. We do know that you are with us. We do know that you are in this place. Yet we recognize that this is a special time with you time that we have intentionally set aside to worship you. We remind ourselves that you are the creator of all things, seen and unseen. You formed us in the likeness of your own image, and you gave us life so that we could enjoy you forever. You are the God who sought us out, who made covenants with our ancestors, and who entered our world and our story to make a new everlasting covenant with us. For this and for all your wondrous acts, we bring you our praise, honor, and glory. Lord, in your mercy. We give you thanks for the abundance of blessing that you have poured out on all those here. Forgive us when we believe that we're doing pretty well and that all we need is a little help from you. Forgive us when we ask you to bless whatever we are doing instead of seeking your will and doing those things which you bless. You know the state of our hearts, Lord. You know when we are anxious, when we worry. You weep with us when we mourn. You too get angry in the face of injustice. Your heart aches for the poor and the oppressed. And you laugh when we laugh. You rejoice when we rejoice. You know our dreams and hopes as well. And so today we lift all of these up to you, naming them now before you in silence. Merciful Lord, grant your peace and comfort to all those who mourn, especially to the family of Herb Spa, who has finished his course in faith. Surround them with the assurance of your love and bring healing and wholeness to all who suffer. Lord, in your mercy. We pray this morning for this, our congregation. Send your Holy Spirit upon us that the fullness and joy of our own spirits will overflow into our community. Transform us into your own disciples, whose desire is to seek first your kingdom, to live in community with one another. Lord, you call us in so many ways in the day-to-day -day times, in the real places and events of our lives. Inspire us to get up and to follow where you lead and to find the sacred waiting there for us. O God of steadfast love and mercy, receive our prayers and secret yearnings. Make us ever aware of your steadfast presence and love through your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, as together all your people say, Amen. Friends, as the ushers come forward and we come to this portion of our worship where we extend our generosity, please know that giving is part of worship. And your generosity makes it possible for us to have 
wonderful experiences for our youth and our children and for those who are here today.
Generous God is with joy that we bring to you a portion of that with which you have already blessed us. Receive it, we pray, bless it again, multiply it, and use it in your kingdom to make your presence known to everyone. In Christ's name we pray, amen. This table is set for all of God's people. No matter if you feel close or far from God, this table is open to all of God's children who desire to experience God in this place. For those of you who are worshiping at home, we encourage you to grab some bread and, a, and juice so that you can join us for this holy meal. Uh, we will follow the sung responses in our bulletin or the hymnal. And for those of you who are here, we will serve communion by intinction, which means you'll be handed a piece of bread and we invite you to gently dip it into the cup. 
if you would like to receive at the kneeling reel, you may. And if you are looking for a gluten-free option, we have uh, gluten-free right here, and you can ask either in the aisle or at the kneeling reel for that option. We are so grateful that we get to experience God in this place. Let us go to this meal together. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Spirit on us gathered here, and on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours. Almighty God, now and forever. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Because there is one loaf, we are one body, and for we all partake of the one loaf, the bread which we break is the sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a means of the sharing in the blood of Christ. Amen. Mary Catherine, this is the body of Christ.
Let us pray our prayer after communion together, which is found in our bulletin. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
surely the presence of the Lord is in this place and in the world out there, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our relationships. Go forth from this place seeking and knowing God and knowing that God is always with us. Go now in peace.